Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. For each week, we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, it's that time of the year again. It's that time of the day again. Every couple of months, we've got to figure out what we're doing, where we're collecting, what our collections have become. We, we've brought the uh, Commander-in-Chief of Collecting back to the bar on, on this one. That's your new name. That's what I'm going to just call you from now on. My business card. That's it. I'm putting it on there. That's your new business card is Commander-in-Chief of Collecting. Uh, there's nothing you can do about that. I have dubbed you this. This is who you are. Back with us, folks, is Mr. Doug Dreyer. He is here. We're going to be talking collecting, collectibles, what's hot. We're going to get into NFT. I know that's the big thing now. Doug was telling me he's got billions upon billions of dollars in (laughs) NFT now. He sold everything. He actually sold both (laughs) of his kidneys and part of his liver for it. Um, He says that's all that matters. Who cares about anything else? Keep your Bitcoins. He needs NFTs. Uh, and it, I don't know. And we're going to get into it. So, brother, man, welcome back as always. Glad to be back. Always happy to talk to you. Uh, always thrilled to be here and uh, connect coast to coast as it is. I uh, always enjoy connecting with you. That's what we do. Connectors. That's, that's, that's why we're it. here, right? So that's all collecting really truly is, is, is getting those connections going for, for different people, for different reasons. And I, I'll tell you, man, you've got some cool stuff going on and we're going to get ready to get into it. Before we get into that, let's get our, our house cleaning done as always as we have to do as the bar opens up. First right. thing, as always, if you didn't catch uh, Saturday's show, I saved this one for today. Also, we had a, a phenomenal show. If you didn't catch it, uh, I will highly recommend everyone go out, check out. Uh, God, Taryn, why is my, I got brand new, do you hear that popping noise? Or is that just on my end? We had Taryn, ter- what is going on here? I just got a brand new set of headphones. And All right, we had Taryn Harbor, Taryn Hadfield, got a saying wrong shit all over the place. So we had Taryn Hadfield on with us over the uh, weekend on Saturday doing some Saturday music. Uh, phenomenal young lady like amazing voice she's got a new song out called manic pixie Ma- manic pixie dream girl which i highly recommend everyone to check out phenomenal artist lives up in seattle uh and there's a great story about her and seattle so make sure you go check that out at the same time we did our uh sticker and a cause as we always do and we had miss uh god i almost had it forgot con Care that I am having a hell of a time talking today, and I haven't had much bourbon at all. I'm gonna say you've been at the bar a little bit too long today already. Huh? Bar too long already. So we had Carrie Carrie V on with us, and uh, Carrie dropped off a, a new sticker. I was on her show a few weeks ago, and it's like the opposite of ours. It's coffee and tea with Carrie V. <laughs> so, so she's got a morning show, so it's coffee and tea, and then you can come here to the above the bar, and you can get bourbon. So it's kind of like the whole day of talk. I like it. Like you can just get all the, all the jibber jabber you could ever want out of your life. You got to find a lunch place. Maybe I'll I'll fill in that lunch area. We've got coffee and tea. We've got a lunch. 
um, dinner, to we'll do the bar. We got it covered, man. Oh, we we could do uh, donuts with Doug. There you go. Coffee and tea with dinner Terry. With I'll do the dinner one before the dinner bar. With dinner with there you go. Dinner with Doug. Um, <laughs> but she dropped off a sticker, so she's going to go up here on the board here in a little bit for sticker and a cause. Um, just a phenomenal. She's so great. Uh, just a good person. I'm wondering if something's going bad with my mic. Like, are you hearing like a popping noise or is it just me? I'm not hearing a popping noise. My AC just went on. I can go turn that off. Your, I don't know. Your, your what just went on? My your, air conditioning. Why would your you air guys conditioner have that off? back east? Yeah. <laughs> why, why would your air conditioner be going off at this at, at uh, this time? It's a big building, you know. I I can go turn it off if that if you need that to happen. But uh, can no, you hear I, me? Okay. I hear you fine. I'm just wondering if right. I'm going to switch my mic around see if that helps out any. But uh, so we had Carrie V on, and then as always, if your media is looking for that upgrade, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. Um, mention belly up to the bar he's going to give you a 10 percent discount on all your media and a free consultation so if you're looking for that upgrade make sure you check out media by dibs now we're going to get into it where do we want to start at doug like because you got so much going on and uh tom tom popping in cujo halstead uh what's up brother man uh you're you're already done like i gotta ask it so you've got where do we want to start let's start with dcd DCD Collects. All right. So uh, DCD Collects is uh, I'm DCD, Douglas Chad Dreyer. And it came out of a thing I've done for years on eBay where I was DCD Sports on eBay and, and sort of shifted around into, into buying and selling a little bit of comic art, autographs, and so forth. Uh, partnered with my friend Trevor, who has been here on the, on the podcast, kind of popped in behind me. He's not here today, though. Uh, where we were putting together these mystery boxes. Uh, we started out doing sport theme, but we really delved into uh, the non-sport. We, we've really enjoyed working with artists. And so what we're doing through DCD Collects are mystery breaks. And uh, essentially, you're buying a slot. For example, we'll build a break that will have 25 boxes in it. Each box will have... Um, an autograph or a sketch from some theme, Star Wars, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman, you pick. Uh, there'll be an autograph, there'll be a, or a sketch. In addition, there'll be guaranteed uh, limits, like there'll be packs of cards, there'll be stickers, there'll be pins. And then what'll happen is you buy one of those and you have a chance of uh, getting a hit and the hits are higher value. So there'll be uh, you buy a box for $100, there might, there's, there's a bunch in there that are worth $250, $300. Some are going to be a little lower in value. Some will be higher. Those hits are going to be name artists, higher-end, rare autographs. Uh, so that's what we're doing through there. Uh, we're building a community through that. We're trying to just build up people coming in, coming in for a two-hour break. We break them online uh, together. Now, now, hold on before you get too far yeah. into that. Because yeah. I, I want to say this first. So tell people what a break is. Because we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. Yeah. I don't necessarily so a, know what a break, a break is. You'll, you'll see them now. They're huge on YouTube quite often. And, and they're usually associated with baseball cards or, or sports cards where uh, you'll buy into a break. Someone will have a, a box of cards. And let's just say a value of $500 for that box. Rather than buying that box, they'll break it into uh, spots. So there's 30 teams, 
you would buy one for $50 or, or just to, I mean, whatever the number would be. And, and so you're not really having to buy the entire box. You're buying a chance. And what will happen is when the break starts, they will assign you randomly a team or a letter or some way of designating what your slot will be. For example, you buy into a break for football, you might pull the Baltimore Ravens, I might pull the Los Angeles Rams. They open up the box of cards pack by pack. Uh, any card that is that team, where it's like, say you pull Lamar Jackson or a Jalen Ramsey for me, any card that is of that team, you would get. So you have a chance of only getting commons if that's all that's pulled. But if there's also a one-of-one one Lamar Jackson NFL Shield card worth thousands of dollars, you have a chance of, you would get that as well. So you're putting $50 in or 100 okay. or whatever the break relates to. You're going to get uh, whatever is that assignment. So what happens for ours, we have 25 boxes. We number them randomly. We, we stack them up, 25. We number them. We, we put in 25 numbers into a random generator, and it spits out a random order. We number them in that order. And then we put in all the names, and then we randomize those. Then we match them up. So you would pull, say, your number four. Well, we open up box number four for you, and you might have uh, – an autograph in there. It might be a sketch card. It, it might be the bigger number. I see see my man Ice Wolf down there commenting. You have a, a chance at nothing on the higher dollar products that few cards. So say you're opening a pack of, uh, you know, National Treasure that has five cards in there, but they sell 30 slots. You might not get anything at all, but you also, if you get, you, you get one hit, you can get a multi-thousand dollar card oh really hundred thousand dollar card in basketball for these higher end products they might have a pack with a single card inside and you how much all is a pack though by itself just how much is a pack pack for that might be two thousand oh. dollars so what they do is they sell 30 slots and uh you have it so they they build it up that way everybody gets a chance and it comes out say it's you know, a Mike Trout, or it might be a Justin Herbert rookie shield card. If you pulled the Bengals, or Herbert, yeah, you pulled the uh, the Chargers, you've all of a sudden got a couple hundred, a couple thousand dollar card for a smaller investment. That's how breaks work. It can be done by team, it can be done by random number, it can be done by letter. That's a break, and they're so popular on uh, eBay. Uh, I'm sorry, YouTube and and and. Twitch and so forth. I see Trevor down there too. Trevor's popping in through the chat. So we're, we're doing pretty well. That's a break. And so that's what we've been doing on our thing. So That's pretty cool, man. So I don't know, like I said before, I don't know enough about these breaks, but uh, yeah, there's the guy you were talking DC, we were actually just talking about you. Uh, it's a good thing there are no losers in DC collects breaks. So look at that. And we were, you're, this is the gentleman you were just telling me about that was Correct. This is our breaker, and I, Trevor was there. So, so really, uh, we we have created this DCD collects community, and, and what we found is where we go, they follow, and it's worked out really well for the artists we've worked with. Uh, they found that the artists that that we that have done work for us, then our people will go to them, commission artwork, uh, you know, buy stuff they've had. It's really just we're building this larger community. And we're doing it in a way where we're proud of it. 
where we're creating product that we'd want to buy. And, and that's sort of our guiding principle of what do we do at the, when we build these, what are we proud of? Can we be proud of it? Are people going to be happy? Because what we want is for you to buy a box. Oh, uh, Doug, Doug. So we're having technical difficulties. So somehow we just lost Doug. I'm not sure what happened to him. We get Doug back. Why'd you run away from him? I don't know. I don't know. But we're 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 building something where we want you to come back. You know, we, we were thinking long term. We want you to be enjoying the entire process. And when we say the process, we do these breaks live where everybody's in the chat room talking. So you feel like you're in, in a baseball card store or a bar with your friends. And we're opening up stuff together. It's very communal, and so you're you're getting uh, you're getting razzed if you lose something. You're getting cheered if you get something. It's about being a family and a community. All right, now, okay, it stopped. Good. I was concerned there for a minute. I was like, I'm hearing feedback. No. Now, uh, Derek had a great point here. He now he's done it. And he says he's done divisions, vice individual teams. Really, the only team that matters, Derek. Uh, it's definitely a bar. They have no doubt about it. You are at a bar. You can't see it around me because I'm just not moving all my stuff, Derek, but you are 100% at my bar and you're close enough to uh, Doug's bar. His is to the, if I remember right, yours is to the right right now. Is that right? You're right. It's now yeah. to my left. I'm actually turned around from how I normally sit. Oh, okay. So, so you're in Trevor's seat. Uh, correct. That's right. So uh, to go back to what Derek said, uh, division versus individual. A division break, you would have, depending on the sport, four to six teams. If you're buying into a division in football, you're getting the AFC East or the NFC West. You're paying more, but you have a little bit more of a chance to win something. So if I pulled a uh, NFC West, anything that came up, you know, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, uh, all those teams, uh, Niners, I would get any one of those cards. See, I, I, I like the idea of it, and I always talk to people about – so my favorite form of gambling is auctions. I love yeah. auctions, and I tell people this all the time, and this is kind of sounds a little along those lines, a little bit more risky, but I always tell people with auctions what's great about them is the only form of gambling you will ever do, and probably somebody from Vegas will kick down my door here shortly if they hear me talking about this because gam- auctions is the only time you'll ever gamble on something you want, and if you win – you get your item. If you lose, you keep your money. Sure. There's no other form of gambling like that in the world. Yeah. It, you never thought no, about it like that. that. But yeah, I mean. And uh, that's, this is kind of like, yeah. it's a gamble, but you're gambling. And if like, so me, you know, I love my Ravens. Um, I do. So, so I would put out there. Uh, and if you run across a, uh, Tyler Huntley, um, look, he is Lamar, like, Look, Lamarvelous, I'll give it to him all day long, but we had this conversation earlier. Tyler Huntley right now is the number one backup quarterback in the NFL. And yeah. even that kid, Josh Johnson, that played on like 48 teams and, and 35 years old, if that guy doesn't get picked up for a team somewhere, I'll be mind-boggled yeah. by it. But You uh, know, behind me, you can see that's my Aaron Donald rookie sign game-worn jersey. And then uh, this is a Johnny Hecker game-worn jersey. Uh, it's from his Monday night game last year, uh, special teams player of the week. 
This is my favorite player, uh, Andrew Whitworth, big man, offensive tackle. And then this yellow jersey, that is Jared Goff's jersey from the Monday night football game uh, against the Chiefs where they went 51, 54 to 51. That's the jersey he wore. And then that's the last jersey my father and I purchased together before it passed. So it has a lot more sentimental value to me than it has monetary value uh, in general. That, that little extra to it. And look, Tom, the the Cincinnati Bengals won everybody's league. I had yeah. I had Jamar Chase on my fantasy team all season long, and then had him on for my championship over the weekend. The dude cut me fifty four points. Yeah, I won I won one one sixty something to eighty something. It was ridiculous, incredible. So, I, I yeah. So now uh, you've got these breaks. Now that's sep. Now is that separate from the mystery boxes? And I know no, so the mystery boxes are you would we have uh, 25 boxes in what we call the epic mystery breaks. 25 boxes, you buy a slot. So you're buying two or three at whatever price you want. And then we randomize, you're going to get a number between one and 25. Three numbers, if that's how many you buy. And then you would get those boxes that are numbered like that. So that's the epic mystery box. Those are our breaks. And even beyond that, rather than we're, we're trying to build an experience. So you come onto our chat, you come into our Twitch or YouTube and we're a family. And so rather than it just, you're buying the boxes, we also are trying to say, Hey, look, you're buying two hours of family entertainment. It's like going to a concert or a movie. You've got a guy on there, DC, the breaker who is incredibly charismatic knowledgeable, funny, got a theater background, so he's great at improv, knows how to build drama, and we're all together. So it's like being at a bar, watching someone you love do something you enjoy. That's so it's even more than the cards and the break, it's the experience. We're trying to build this entire experience so it's worthwhile even if you even if you don't get the hit. You've had two hours of spending time with friends, having fun, and you got something good to to to, to come out of it as well. All right, so we got to figure out how we're going to do one of these over Streamyard live from the bar. We'll we'll do sounds one great. One we'll we're working one on one. that. Like we're we're planning on doing some of these live at Comic Cons and so forth. So oh, God, we'll, could you imagine we'll how, that would be fun? That would be fun yeah. for a panel, like yeah. being able to like do a panel like that. That would be incredible just opening cards and just seeing now, now I want to get into the other side of this and yeah. just so, Nick, we're going to talk about NFT. I promise you because <laughs> there's nobody I know who collects better than, than Doug. And, and as you see streaming across the bottom of our screen, DC collects that's with an S.com. Make sure you're going, you're checking that out. Trevor may peek his head up every so often. That's the big thing is like, we try to get yeah. Trevor to like peek his head up and then he's like, uh, yeah, and not tonight, but we'll, we'll make that happen. We'll do a, a brain trust where you've got the three of us there uh, yeah. trying to out each other. But also, you know, so DCD Collects is the website. It's also us on Instagram. Follow us there. Yep. We do art. We have art giveaways. We're interactive. We're trying. You know, we're finding great artists to work with. That's our main sort of interactive area. Is is Instagram. Yeah, and, and you've you've got to come check it out, folks. It's it's neat. But now here's the other side. Now we talked about this a little bit before the show. Um, someday, folks, I will figure out how to record the before the show and put it out as like a Patreon. I just haven't figured it out yet. Um, 
so before the show we were talking, I've done mystery boxes for years. There's some pretty famous ones out there. Loot Crate, I think, really kind of took that to the next level. Was like the first real uh, mainstream. Yeah, yeah, nerd culture mainstream. You could buy it, and there was always every month there was a big giant giveaway. If you're if your box if you were the one that was picked, so instead of getting the regular loot crate box, you got a box that was worth X amount of dollars, five hundred, a thousand dollars, whatever it was. But there's some other ones out there that can be less than desirable. We'll, we'll use that. Sure. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't want to say somebody's stuff is garbage but um less than desirable a d so you i'll get this uh, dc the breaker um derek just got his stuff man i mean he just got his stuff just so you know derek's got his stuff uh, he definitely has some some hits in it just want to make sure you know that derek is <laughs> but, a wonderful friend customer uh and very enthusiastic supporter of what it. we're doing you know, to go back to your point about, yeah, so, about so how do you tell? Like, how do you get that? How do you figure out what's what I should or shouldn't be messing with? Well, you know, like those mass-produced ones, like Loot Crate. I mean, that's a great example, and that's a great case. And there, there is reasons to get that, but but those are generally mass-produced. There's going to be thousands upon thousands of them, and ninety-nine percent of them will have the same thing, whether it be a pop or a shirt. I buy them for my kids. My daughter gets a My Hero Academia one. My son gets a Star Wars one. Uh, they're, they're, they're great, right? Uh, but they're sort of generic. And if you go to a Comic-Con, you see a ton of the boxes where it's just $25 for a box. And generally, they're going to be toys. They're going to be right. Funko Pops that are maybe four or five years old. We're building unique, what we call curated boxes, Small, so almost bespoke boxes. There's 25 to 50. Uh, each one bespoke. is going to have. Excuse me. E- each one is going to have something like it's going to have an autograph card through tops, and that autograph might be a Jeremy Bullock. It might be, uh, you know, David Prowse, Star Wars. It might be a Warwick Davis as Wicked. I mean, or you might, you're going to get an original sketch. So each one of these boxes is unique. Most of our boxes feature original packs. Uh, we've done a, a Hugh Jackman was one of our hits. We did a Wolverine run, and uh, the the hit the autographs in there were Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds. You know that was his first appearance as Deadpool in that Wolverine film. Uh, and they were autographed and authenticated through Top, or actually that one I think was through Rittenhouse. Um, but they also had artwork, so you had a, a chance of getting sketch cards. You had a chance of getting larger pieces of work. There aren't many of them, so they're going to be really high quality. They're going to have something unique, and they're going to be uh, value. There's going to be something there. You may not get your total value back, or you might get multiple numbers of that value, but you're going to walk away going, I I felt like that was worthwhile. Sometimes you buy these boxes, you open it, and you go, there's nothing here I want. It's it's a iPhone case for an iPhone six. There's a pop of Baker Mayfield that was made five years ago that nobody wants. There's a Brady Anderson Baltimore Orioles pop from the year he hey, hit fifty. Hey, home. hey, 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 hey! You watch your entire tongue there. Don't even <laughs> this, you fall right off this podcast again. Don't want to hear that. 
ever talk bad about Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson, Chris Hoyles, Big Ben, Mike Mussina was on that team. That oh, yeah. Team was amazing. They were amazing. Baines, all those guys. But I, I remember Mike, I have a Mike, Chris Hoyles signed game-worn catchers, catchers glove. So well, I'm fine um, with that. You saw what we're giving away here on the show, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, it, well, so Ian Anderson is from here. Yeah, he's from he went to high school up the street uh, at Shen and he was at the Albany Firewolves, which is our NLL team, National League Lacrosse, which I will tell you for anyone who's listening. If you've never watched indoor box lacrosse, I promise you, you will watch indoor box lacrosse and think twice about an NFL game. I promise you. Like I took my mom to I took my mom to the home opener. She was up from Baltimore. I was like, well, you know, you're in town. We haven't got to do stuff like this in a long time. Let's go to the home opener. My mother was so excited watching the fights. Yeah, of course. At one point in time, the the, uh, goalies had taken off their pads and were throwing hands. It it was such a good fight. It made it to ESPN. That's NLL. This is NLL. But, uh, when I was a kid, a- I used to go to indoor soccer uh, in, in the L.A. Forum. You know, it's all like a much smaller field or, or volleyball where they had, like, walls around it so they, like, bounce the ball off the – such a speed demon kind of game. And, oh, and there was nobody going. We would buy the $5 tickets at the top of the Forum, walk down to the front seat. They'd give you a soccer cares. ball at the end of the game. But they were so much faster, so much fun, yes. engaging – uh, it was a blast. You got to love that stuff. I love what? minor league hockey, all that stuff. Hold on. DC Uh-oh. breaker throwing out the Buffalo Bandits. DC, I'm old school. I was originally a Baltimore Thunder fan. I grew up watching the <laughs> Baltimore Thunder when Gary and Paul Gates played. And if you don't know who Gary and Paul Gates are, if you're into lacrosse at, at anything, you might have seen Gates Lacrosse. That's the brothers own their own lacrosse company now. But we're giving away an Ian Anderson Hat and autographed ball. Wow. It ends tomorrow morning at seven at no, take it back at 10 a.m. It'll end. So giving everybody a chance to listen on our Facebook, the Above the Bar podcast, Twitch, Twitter, all those locations, wherever you're watching, you can find the link is in there. Make sure you 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 sign up because it's not gonna cost you anything. I'm not asking anything from you. Once yeah. it's done, it's gone. Uh and you and I got to talk about some stuff because afterwards, because I'm thinking about kind of a giveaway thing. But all right, we'll you, you're my collector's master. I got to I got to talk to you about that. Look at that. I am the chief. what was I the commander in chief of collecting? That that's said? right, commander in chief of collecting. So, so we have some of these boxes, and the reason I brought that up is you and I talked. What was it about a couple weeks ago about a, a box I got? Yep. Yeah. I spent a, to me, I spent a lot of money uh, on the box. It was, and I, and this is why I say that your stuff sounds great. A reputable site. I have no problem with the site and with the items they have, but it was $50, $60 for the box. I wanted at yeah. an auction. They then yeah. charged me another $15 shipping and handling. Wow. Um, it wasn't like it was a big box. It finally showed up at the house and they did, they, there was going to be a 10, a 10 card in there. There yeah. was a 10 card in there and I was excited to see it. And I think we've talked about this before. The best way to see what your stuff is really worth, go on eBay, type yep. it in, 
and see what what they've sold for. Don't worry about what Beckett says. Don't yep. worry about what, what Overstreet says. See what people are really paying for it. So I went on there and I'm looking. I can't find it. Other than $2 and $3 for just loose cards. Yeah. Reach out. I reach out to uh, Doug. I'm like, Doug, help me out, man. So using his powers, he says, Murph, it's probably about a $10, $15 card, no more than 20 And I, it's a cool-looking card. It's an Emmett Smith 10-0. Uh, yeah. I think it was like 2002 mid-career like kind of a you know random yeah. insert not not a numbered high end or anything right it, it probably cost as much to grade as it is to value and in today's right. world grading has gone crazy but those types of boxes and, and i remember looking at that and, and feeling a little bad that you, you had bought that and you're getting to me, those are things where they just they build massive amounts. They put one card in there that might be worth something, and you're hoping for that. We're, we're on our end. We're really trying to build something that, like we said, we think long term. Like, would you buy that that box again? No, would, no. Uh, so they 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 kind of went big, and then like they it's a one and done kind of thing, right? We're we're hoping. So we have 25 boxes. We're gonna try to have five to ten hits in there where you feel like everybody's getting a chance to get something it's a one in three one in four whatever you want it to be but even if you're not getting the hits you're going home with a sketch card something that's this size it, it may not be worth a huge amount of money but it's an original piece of art or a certified authentic autograph card from tops or rittenhouse of a character from a movie, something. You're getting something that does have some value. In addition, by opening it live, we're creating a larger experience. It's kind of like you and I talking. It'd be the right. same. DC would be their opening cards going, hey, you got the great Zatanna by X player, you know, whatever. And so it's an experience. And so it's in addition to the value you get from the box, it's the experience of two hours with your family, with your tribe, with your community. I look at that, that bag or the box that you bought and you go through those and, and they're all kind of nothing cards yeah, where you're nineties, really yeah. you know, a lot of nineties stuff in there, stuff that I was yeah. like, I, it was a lot of, it was that height of the card era. Yeah. Where what we call like, the junk wax era that that yeah. 91 to 99 the flare the don rust the tops where the banana oh, card yeah yeah the 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 wood edge card yeah uh, from tops yeah and it was a lot of that stuff and, and like i said you know the company that i bought it from is a very reputable company sure. they don't know what's in the box they were auctioning off the box yeah they are yep. very reputable. I, I would never even badmouth them. I've gotten other stuff from them that is really cool. They have great movie memorabilia stuff. But I was just saying, it was one of those things that looking at your stuff and thinking about that, I was kind of like, eh. You know, this really kind of threw me off from that. Uh, I'm going to throw a twist into your thing, though. You know what you All want right. to do? You should let people just before it starts, once they have their number, auction off their number to somebody else. Are you willing to like, like I, I love like my number, you know, number six, I'm all about the number six. Sure. I don't know why it just always has been like, and if I didn't get that number, I might be like, Hmm, Doug's got it. So hey, that's are you, fair. So 
DC and Trevor, let's make some notes. Let's let's have a, a two-minute option of hey, let's trade numbers if you want to do so. Yeah, we'll like see. you could trade your like trade your number. But if you trade your number, it's gotta be like you can trade your number for like a five spot and like give the money to donation, like give it to a charity or something like that. Yeah. You know, like uh like uh American Heart Association or something like that, or sure. cancer research. Yeah. And and be like, you can trade it, but it's a five dollar spot for you to trade it and then you you know what you really get into at that point is people will start like i've got number one what are you going to give yeah. me for number one will you give me five will you give me and then oh the see <laughs> we're on to this right now we're into something see look at this trevor's digging it i like it uh nice. trading boxes is going to add another three <laughs> hours to the break yeah. well see that's what you got to do so here's what you got to do Derek. is they got to give you the numbers beforehand and this is how you help build that community is you here's the discord. thing it's a discord that, you got to have a discord yeah. And now you but have a we Discord. We do it all video live because we want to be as transparent as possible. There have been in the past with other breakers, uh, fraudulent things happen where, where uh, they open a cart. Oh, I got to go get the door or I drop it. Something comes up or whatever. No. Our goal is to be as ethical and transparent as possible. So when we build the boxes here in California, they go into a box to D.C. out in Buffalo. He puts them on the screen, pulls them out there in whatever order, randomizes 1 through 25. Whatever the order is, that's how they get numbered. Then the names come in, and we randomize those. So there's no way they can say, hey, look, Doug knows Sean. He's, he got made sure he got number six because he knows number six has X. That has happened with other breakers in the past. Our goal is to be as transparent as possible. We want people to walk away never doubting that a box has been fixed or was rigged in any way. We just we wouldn't sleep at night. We want people to walk away feeling comfortable with what we're doing. Now, when you do breaks with teams, you can also get them. Um, uh, you can break like, hey, I'll trade. You got the Rams. I got the Ravens. Let's do a trade that way. I've done that in the past, especially yeah. when I was working with DC. That can happen. Usually the number system kind of eliminates that because it's so randomized from the boxes being numbered in whatever order they, they're put in to the names to then being matched. We randomize numbers seven times generally to make sure it's completely random. And, and that's worked out really well for us, I think. We, we just we want to be as ethical and above the board as possible. I don't know if DC is still, still listening, but DC, I do not want your neighborhood bar. I do not want a local place. Uh, Beef on Wex sucks. And is it Anchor Bar or Duff's? That's all I want to know. Don't tell me the best place is the neighborhood place because I've had both and I know my opinion on them. Uh, but Beef on Wex sucks. I just want you to throw that out there too. Do you know what Beef on Wex is? Do you know what that is? I, I vaguely have heard of it, but I don't. a sandwich out in Buffalo that they love. And it's like a Kaiser roll with a salt lick on top of it. Ah, oh, there you go. See, DC, I agree Anchor with you. Bar. I really like Anchor Bar a lot. I agree with, with DC. Anchor Bar is is better than Duff's. But Duff's has their own beer. I'll tell you that. Duff's has their own beer. So I give Duff's that. So now the next thing, and, and if Nick's still hanging out with us, my Nick, um, NFTs. I want to switch gears here for a second. So you, NFT. You, so tell everybody what NFT stands for. Do you? I don't even know what it stands for. So an NFT is a non-fungible token. 
and really fungible. Think of a fungible as replacement. So a non-fungible token is a non-replaceable token. Think about uh, if I wanted to buy a shirt like this, right? Uh, there are thousands of them out there. It's replaceable. But if I wanted to buy a Mike Trout game or if I wanted to buy that Jared Goff jersey back there from that game, that's the only one. There's only that one warrant. It is identifiable. That is non-fungible. It cannot be uh, replaced or replicated in any way. Uh, so that's really, if you think about it that way, non-fungible token means it's uh, unique, one of a kind. And really, you see a lot of it now, people are, are a lot of it's with digital art. Someone will create a yes. digital art piece and they will then tie it to a particular NFT, which is a unique address, right? And it cannot be changed. Non-fungible can't be. It's kept out in public. Anytime that piece transfers, it's a public transaction. So like a artists, are, artists are taking these NFTs and they're, they're able to uh, protect their work because no one can steal it or replicate it and it be and no one would believe it's real because they don't have the NFT. So uh, if I if I created a piece of art uh, digitally and wanted to sell it to you, I would do an NFT transfer through Ethereum or you know whatever you want to do and then the public record would show that you now own that piece. So no one else could come along and say, hey, I own that piece of art. They could maybe replicate the artwork, but no one would ever be able to say they own that because in, in public record, you own that NFT. Uh, I own a few NFTs. They're, they're low level. I bought them through Major League Baseball at bat, like an app. Uh, but they produced like an NFT of Derek Jeter's uh final at bat where he hit the home run or I have Mike Trout's first home run uh, or, you know, him taking the, the ball away in Baltimore. Actually, Th those were Baltimore things. I bought those through MLB at bat. Uh, they, they were doing these. Uh, I bought them through OpenSea, which is a, an, you know, a Bitcoin blockchain uh, source. Uh, not a lot of money. Didn't put a lot of money into them. Um, but I, technically own the major league baseball at bat version of that moment. Uh, doesn't really matter. I have a few pieces that major league baseball did where they put out artwork of Mike Trout uh, that were one of a kind. I bought those. So I, I can print that and I have it, but anybody could print it, but I'm the only original owner of that piece. So that's really leaned into people are using these now to go go crazy. The very first tweet by the guy that created Twitter. Uh, Five million dollars or some shit. $2.9 million 2 .9. for the NFT of I'm and setting up my tweet. That's it, yeah. And, and so that is that a crazy thing? Is that a COVID craziness thing? Is it the next thing happening? Nobody knows. Uh, we, we've all seen things go through the roof. Um, and, and COVID has certainly affected how collectibles are thought of and treated. Uh, one of the things about uh, NFTs and really any, any bit currency type stuff is they're non-regulated. Uh, they can be used to buy 
anything around the world. Uh, a lot of countries, people that, that have unstable currencies are buying into Bitcoin or these, you know, cryptocurrencies because they're not related to their, their countries. Right. Their gross national currency. product. Yeah. But, and that was my thing with the whole, so like the NFT, uh, we, we've had some folks on, we've talked about that, uh, buddy of mine, Donnie was on and we were talking about it and he's gotten into it with some podcasts that are about it, but I just don't. So I wanted to talk to you about it from a collecting standpoint, because you mentioned that MLB had it. I remember when this first like kind of the light bulb went off and they were like, NFTs are a thing now. This is the first like official. There was like an official launch of NFTs. Yep. And DC kicked out some things like, hey, you can buy some original Correct. DC NFTs for like 75 yep. bucks a pop. Yep. Um, we've talked about Donnie was talking to me about it, that you can uh, own season tickets and transfer them. But every sure. time the transfer is made, you make money on the transfer yeah. as an NFT for, for those of us that are into the collecting world. Um, like I was just at a, I, I gotta show you, I'll show you in a little bit. I was just at a recent, uh, finally found a good yard sale, like indoor yard sale, like mm. junk spot. And I'm like, what? Uh, I'll see you, Rob. Don't, don't run too hard. You're in the army. You might get hurt. Um, but you know, it kind of has come up this whole NFT piece and I'm like, is it going to, is it protecting those of us like a collector? Is it protecting us as a collector to say, Hey, I own the NFT to, you told my Jim Starling earlier to yeah. Jim Starling's uh, Iron Man 55 original sure. cover page. Or is it that, is it, causing it more of an issue to say well you ain't got shit that's not the nft like where is the do you understand what i'm saying like yeah. where is i mean which one is, is more? like a jim starlin piece you know the iron man or, or whatever you want right. to talk about if it has original artwork real artwork i think it, it, you're getting into a much harder system so you see a lot more with the digital stuff um in terms of like season tickets and so forth i mean it's it's such a young collectible. Nobody really knows. In 10 years, it could be nothing or it could be everything. I was watching a guy uh, earlier today talk about, hey, just one night go out to dinner. You spend a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Take that instead and buy NFTs, right? Buy cryptocurrency. And in 10 years, it could be worth 100 times more. Right. Or if not, then you've lost a night out with dinner. We don't know. And, and what we do know is that it's becoming a little bit more mainstream. I just I went to a football game, the Rams. I have season tickets. And uh, the game against the Jaguars, weeks later, I got a, an NFT of my ticket. Now, does it have any value in the long run? Not a clue. People are selling them, and they're getting good amounts for them. But... And in, in a year, we have no idea. There, there's such a new concept with the artwork. And then they're, they're useful in terms of like, even if it's an original art and you can connect it, you, you say, hey, this is the, the chain of 
of provenance, right? Like, hey, it went from here to here to here. I know where things are. There right. is a real value to that. But when we see things going for $3 million to, you know, 600000 for a flying cat with a rainbow coming in out, out of its butt, you go, God, what the hell is going on? And, and right. it's so new, we don't really know. And I can't tell you. And that's my whole thing. Like, like if you said to me, hey, the Mona Lisa is priceless. Absolutely. There's as far. Well, who knows? The conspiracy theorists will tell you there's it's it's been stolen. It's been lost forever and all that shit. But this NFT, here's what throws me off to it is somebody says, well, I've got the NFT of, you know, Mike Trout's first home run. Great. I'll go watch it on TV or I can download that. Like where I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out in these NFTs is. And, and for those who don't know, NFTs are tied to blockchain. Blockchain is crypto and uh, is it Ethereum? Ethereum. It's your it's your currency. currency. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not good. Ethereum. It's all, yeah. all dicked up at that point. It's yeah. urethra currency. It's all dicked up. Wow. Let's go there, huh? <laughs> You know, but, and like I bought the trout one. I mean, that's a great example. But you love Mike Trout. You would. You I, would. I like Mike Trout. You would but, date and Mike I Trout on the side. Because it was new. It was interesting. It wasn't a crazy price. A couple hundred what's bucks. Crazy, I was about to say, what's not a crazy price? A couple hundred bucks for that. I mean, it was like at the time, like 0. 0.5 of an Ethereum. Now I think it's like 0.13 something or other. Not a huge amount, right? I mean, right. if it's oh, an, so a it's night directly, out, it's directly tied to that currency. Correct. Yes. Okay. And so that to me was worthwhile to say, hey, I own. And the other thing that to think about, if you're talking about baseball players or something, anything that's licensed at any point, you you don't own that license. So it, what's happened is someone has bought an original piece of, say, digital art of Batman. DC can just say, nope, you don't have it because we own that the image. We own the rights to that artwork. We're going to pull it. And all of a sudden, whatever you've paid, you've lost. So right. the NFTs I bought were through Major League Baseball at bat, which is sort of an app they have that kind of runs baseball games. It's You can listen to the radio. It kind of gives you a digital play-by-play. Um, not it, – it's licensed. So they're able to use the logos. They're able to use the moments. But I have no no – I have no belief that in 10 years I'm going to retire on the fact that I own an NFT. Right. Uh, but I mean, I guess, you know, Mike Trout, cool. when he like goes in, cool. he'll be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, no doubt about exactly. it in my mind. It, like Trout's a Hall of Famer. Uh, and I, I had to look it up once we, we started talking about it. So if you're interested in the DC stuff, I don't, I imagine Marvel's doing it also. You go to the, uh, you just type in DCU NFT and it comes up yeah. to register for DC fandom and receive free NFT. Yeah. Now there's something for you to think about. So they'll be like, you'll, they'll buy, you'll, you'll buy a pack and then there'll be, you know, five commons an uncommon, maybe a rare. And then there'll be a little bonus thing that'll be thrown in there that if you buy a pack, you get a free card. You, you see on, that. through? Are there students. cards? The DC uh, you card? can buy NFT cards. You can buy packs of cards. Panini has done it. Tops has done it. I, I know I own some from Doctor Who because I'm a nerd. Uh, but you can also uh, the, the basketball. Uh, the NBA really 
they they piloted a program where you can buy say there's a big basketball game the Lakers are playing LeBron makes a huge slam dunk they'll sell the NFT of that three second clip of LeBron doing that dunk and so you can say you own that to whatever point you own it and, and you own it which is cool but can you do anything with it you don't own the rights to reproduce it. You don't own the rights to market it. You don't own the rights to do anything with it other than, yeah, thanks, Trevor. You don't own the right to do anything other than say, I own it. And so a lot of times people are saying these NFTs that are big money are people who are kind of just out there swinging themselves around like, hey, I've just spent a million dollars on something. Let me show you what I can do. Exactly. Or there's some sort of, you know, uh, money laundering system going well, in that's there. always my thing with any of that shit is yeah. you know there's there's some some you know backdoor because i'm sitting here and i'm thinking like well while we're talking i was going to try to buy an nft for dc and just see yeah. if i could do it because like i guess i'm just curious like how easy is this stuff you know to just i'll just buy one you know, and just you can see do, what it and does. there are plenty of marketplaces that are out there. I use OpenSea, uh, Coinbase is the wallet I use. You sort of need to have a wallet and an account. And so, like, if you go to OpenSea, you'll see the ones I own. But when I want to buy something, I have to go through my wallet, convert it to whatever account they're using. Then I have to like connect them, and I have to like I get a, a number on my phone that says, "Is this really you?" Put in your code. And go that way. Uh, ah. So you, you need to have a wallet that houses your cash or your Bitcoin. And there are plenty out there. There's I use Coinbase because that was the one I Googled. I have, I have Coinbase. I have Coinbase. Yeah. And, and that's a great one. Uh, and then you go to OpenSea or any of these other ones. And you connect it. And so then when you want to you find something you want to buy, then you do the transaction. And... and there's a big debate in the Bitcurrency world where, you know, originally cryptocurrency was supposed to be quick, painless, right. uh, no fees for, for transferring. And now, of course, it can take days and you have to, you know, you have to mine to get extra transactional fees happening. So there's a big debate even in the cryptocurrency world about, you know, is it the, has it left what it was supposed to be, you know, Big problems, big, big debates within all that that world, as I, any world of collecting. I have a friend who actually mines at his home. He's like, it's not yeah. a lot. He goes, it's like 30, 30-some dollars a day. He goes, but uh, but it's there. And that was yeah. another one. Like, that's that's been a big debate here in New York. But I really, like, I'm this is kind of, I went on this DCD site, and they were like, yeah, go here, and you can get fucking NFTs for free. I'm like, I'm not saying nothing. So somehow I have to teach me how to do it because I'm trying to figure this out because, you know, I would I need Mike mm. Devereaux's. Uh, I need Mike Devereaux. I need a Mike Devereaux. And if you think that exists, do you think I'm the Make only one. person? I don't mean, who the hell other knows? than Mike Devereaux, other than Mike Devereaux's mom. Do you think no, I'm the only, there you go. The, uh, the only person on the planet that would want a Mike Devereaux? And but you could sell you could create above the bar podcast artwork and right. then you have could- some. And you could then connect it to an NFT and you could auction it off for charity or you could sell them to raise funds. And so like you could say, uh, here is, 
the red version of my logo. Here is the blue version. There was an auction a couple months ago of the guy that had created the, the tongue logo for the Rolling Stones. He came up with seven or eight different tongue logos okay. and then sold the NFTs of them. And it, so you got the NFT and you got the digital artwork, but you also then got the original artwork to go with it. And these were going in the millions of dollars prices. Major League Baseball sells them where you can buy uh, a, a design of they'll have a hundred of them. One will be gold, 10 will be silver, and the rest will be bronze. The, the, sil the bronze ones come, you get the poster. The 10 ones come signed, and the gold one comes with a signed uh, poster and an autographed baseball. I mean, there, there's ways of, of – of making kind of like cards, right? You've got the one of one, right. the, the one of five, the one of 25. They're the same card, different colors. It's you get the same thing in NFTs. So if you go buy a pack of baseball NFTs, you might get a gold one of one Mike Devereaux, or you might get a, you know, that's Chris <laughs> Brady Anderson. That's what you I, really I, want. I, I really, um, Mike. And so we get into the concept of kind of like cards, you know, forced rarity. Would you rather have a one of one that you're paying hundred thousand dollars for, or a one of ninety nine that you're paying forty bucks for? What what's going to? You're playing the chance you might get that it's one wild. of one that's worth a lot of money. Now, one of you that is listening, because I'm not good at this shit, find me the DC NFT. Send me the link. I'll go in, I'll buy an NFT from DC right now. My wife yeah. loves Wonder Woman. I'll buy a Wonder Woman yeah. NFT for my wife. Yeah. So we'll make this happen if somebody can figure out how to do it. I just tried to do it. I couldn't figure it out. So, I'm not, but, I'm but how do you smart. feel like, it, but do you think it's going to hurt the collecting world? That's, I guess that's my whole thing. Cause when I think about collecting, um, we've always had the upper echelon. Like if you go to NYCC, there's an amazing booth that my best friend Ken and I always go by. I just want to go by these guys because yeah. I'll never be able to touch their stuff. But sure. everything they've got is like Hulk 181. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you who that is. If you don't know what it is, go figure it out. Uh, I'll let my nerd, my nerd flex for a moment. But Hulk 181, that's um, a 9-8 sitting yeah. there there's a you know th this one particular collector he's always got the cream of the crop he does yeah. not mess with bad stuff so i think about this guy and i think he's on a special level and we've all known those guys and i have books yeah. i i have well here's a perfect example i have issue one justice league of america sure but it's got a replacement cover on it mm-hmm Cover was lost, replacement cover on it. It's worth about 160 bucks. But you know what I can say? I got one. You own it. I got yeah. one. I own I own one. Um Tom, love you too, brother man. Be safe. Uh we'll we'll talk soon. But you know, I just wonder in, in this whole NFT piece, are we trying to get to Nat's ass about what's collectible? Like if you told me. Hey, I've got the bat. I've got the shoes. I've got the ball. For who's that guy? Mike Trout. I've never heard of him. Never heard of the guy. He plays the thing about Kirk Gibson. Soccer. I had the jersey, bat, and helmet from the '88 World Series. Right, and we've talked no. about that whole. That's a 
go back and look, listen to our first show together. That is a whole thing in and of itself. How he Doug ended up with that. He's he's lucky his mom didn't disown him. She's a good lady. She's a good she lady. She was supportive. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's lucky. Like I said, he's lucky his mom didn't disown him. But, you know, that that's a perfect example. If you told me you had all those things, but if you told me, hey, I've got a picture of that happening, I, I would probably tell you, okay. Like, I just don't understand. It, and I don't understand the excitement about it. I mean, there are people who are out there who go, God, you pay money for guys on a card. You pay... Mm -hmm. Mike Trout went for four million dollars. LeBron James or Luka Doncic. If you're paying that kind of money for stuff, what Trout went for four million? His rookie card, a one of one or one of five for, for four million dollars. Uh, Doug, you you just went all crazy on me. You said you said Mike. You froze on me. I'm gone. You're frozen, Doug. You're frozen, and as you said, so so. All right, you're back. So Mike Trout right. rookie card. You said it was a one yep. of five. One of one. Well, I don't remember exactly, but it was sold through golden auctions and it brought huge money, four point something million. And like people are spending that kind of money for a card that's eleven years old, or Luka Doncic, or you know these guys who were drafted by the in the NBA a year ago. Their, their rookie cards are going for millions of dollars if you get the one-of-one one logo shield or shoe, and then they get hurt, and then they're not worth anything. I mean, to right. me, and it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. I'm such a logical collector, which which rarely coincides, but when you say, hey, not good at that. a Mickey Mantle card is going to sell for X amount of dollars, the 52 Tops card, I understand the demand. I understand the rarity. I understand – that makes sense to me. But when I hear cards that are just a few years old for a guy that could get injured, even Mike Trout, I mean, he's 11 years. He's been in the league 11 years. He's most likely a Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. There's a little bit First more ballot? stability. Pardon? First ballot? First ballot? First ballot. I mean, probably. Now, could go off the rails, but someone like, you know, Jean Marat, who who's a great player, but he's been in the league a year and a half. Maybe he gets hurt, and then – the value's gone. When it comes to NFTs, they've really only been a thing. They've been around since like, you know, mid to 2010, 2015. But as a Have they been real, around that long? Blockchain and so forth. NFTs, I think, first appeared in 2014. I don't I don't know that. Don't quote me on that. But but the concept of them as a real collectible, that's 2020. You know, we're talking pretty recent. We just don't know. And and if someone spends $3 million on a tweet, are, are we going to go in five years go, okay, what's the big deal? Or, oh, my God, he bought, he owns the first tweet. And there are times where the notoriety gives it that value as well. Hey, you spent $3 million on something you don't know or you don't really own, but we all know that that transaction. Therefore, we, we accept that the value is worth X amount of dollars. Well, that's we the know. other side to it is, is you and I are talking about this and we're talking about a tweet that was $3 million. What was it? The video. Oh, Charlie. But a kid, yeah. the English kid was like 1.2 yeah. or $1.6 million. Yeah. We're talking about this and you and I are looking at it and going, this is insanity. Yeah. But at the same time, I'll flip the script on both of us. Yeah. People that can pay that kind of money 
for that something frivolous do not care no it means nothing they to don't. them they they it never crosses their mind to say well my god 1.2 million that that uh charter school down the street for 1.2 million dollars sure. i could fund them for years they could give two shits about that folks i hate to be the person but, to tell but you, you that. also that person who who bought that could also buy that and fund that charter school exactly they, they could do both and and we just don't know like i, I look at I, i've been a big collector i've bought big items and i've spent stuff i shouldn't have spent and i've spent numbers i shouldn't have spent there too but i look at these things and i just i don't get it now that doesn't mean i'm wrong or i'm right i'm probably just too old school i look at these baseball cards with cut up jerseys or shoes and they're right. going for huge amounts of money. I'm like, I, I could just go buy a jersey. Monster I would rather go on a game-worn uniform. Like, to me, that's Thank you. an entire thing. But but we also understand collecting. You, you do things because they bring you joy. Or they, you know, they, they make those, you know, the, the those joy cells in your brain pop up and you enjoy it. Or the thrill of being in an auction, right? And you're bidding oh. and something against you. That's right. a real, like buzz right have and you, how many auctions have you been to do you know how many auctions oh, you've been to uh probably hundreds i mean i've i've been working with auctions my my entire adult life i've been uh you know you name the auction house in the u.s even in europe i've probably worked with bonhams heritage uh golden sports cards plus robert edward auctions love of the game auctions huggins and scott auctions i've, I've worked with them all and I, I've been to live auctions. I've been to online auctions. I've handled it through video, through phone. Uh, I used to do it on paper, through teletrade. And you're writing in your bids and and you know faxing them over. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that you had to fax in your bid sheets and stuff like that. God, I'm trying uh, to find. And, and there you're is this thing, where you know, where people are are against each other and bidding and there's a thrill and the, the crowd is cheering you on and the auction house is is the guys there talking to you i would just watched a great documentary about the lost da vinci that you know was originally sold just sold for 425 million dollars and they they still question its authenticity but really the the value of it is half in its notoriety half in its potential uh, it's availability, as they say in sports, you know, the best ability is availability. Yeah. Go find yeah. a Da Vinci, right? Well, this is one that might be a Da Vinci. If it is, then it's worth all that. If it's not, then you're you're playing with, with your money. But it's just one of those things where auctions, particularly, you can get caught up in the moment. And uh, OpenSea runs auctions, right? So they'll say, hey, we've got this NFT and you can bid. And if you bid on one, then I've got a day to respond. Unlike eBay, where they say, here's our end time. Uh, some auction houses say, if someone else places a bid, you get a time to respond and you, and you can go back and forth. Auctions are really what two people are willing to play, pay plus one more, right? But, but that's so, the reality of it. Exactly. And so the market, it might not even be setting the market because there's two of us that are bidding. And then if I'm out of the market because I won, then the value might drop because you're the only other person wanting that piece. 
all of a sudden there's no real market for that anymore. But the, the current price is what two people are willing to pay plus Absolutely. one person going a step further. Like, I want this. So and when you're talking $400 million, the next bid, it's you're adding $25 million per bid. Whereas, you know, we're bidding on eBay and it's a buck or, or $25 increments. 51 cents. 51 yeah, cents. it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. So here's what I need from you, Doug. Yes, sir. You ready to put a butt? bow on this thing i need either a brandon stokely raven okay. sign yep. brandon yep. stokely because i'm gonna tell you brandon stokely won people miss this all the time he doesn't get enough credit as, as being one of the greatest wide receivers in baltimore ravens history sure he doesn't get, he doesn't get enough credit and uh for those of you who don't know who brandon stokely is go look at the size of a monstrous fast 2000s wide receiver who used to just eat guys up oh and by the way he then went to indianapolis with a guy named peyton manning and made him look yeah. good too big so i need i need either a, a, i need that all right i want to tyler i'm really into this tyler huntley right now sure Right not, you know, and that's the thing. Like maybe you buy like, you know, you want to get that like Aaron Donald jersey. I got that, and he's never become heard of arguably the top defensive player in the last never fifteen heard of him. years. Yeah, <laughs> never. Uh, heard of him. I, he did cause a little bit of havoc this last week game. I don't know who they were playing, but he was in the back. Never heard of him. Never heard of the game. Um, but, you know, and, and so really going back to collecting, you know, there is the rookie craze, right? You're trying to hit right. a lot of – we were kids. We bought Chris Sabo cards or – Oh, God. Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. We're buying boxes trying to get those rookie cards on the – Messiah. Bill Nevin. I mean, all these great ones we were oh. buying. And, and essentially now they're pennies to the dollar. Oh, God. If, if, if even pennies to the dollar, whereas Mike Trout rookie cards are worth ten to twenty thousand dollars because nobody knew who he was at the time. He was a nobody. Nobody really because the big thing at that time was Bryce Harper, right? Oh God, and, yes, God, I forgot all about Bryce Harper. Comparison, you know, he hey, he was the big, big prospect. No one really gave Mike Trout much thought, and all of a sudden he's now the guy. We're all trying, like, so you want to get the the. the I mean, Bryce Harper uh, still isn't a bad. It still is a fan. Of course. Of course. I mean, and I think he's one of those guys that is uh, both overrated and underrated at the same time. Right. Yeah, uh, we know, all expected him to be the most. Like, oh, that's pretty good, but he's kind of a jerk, so people don't like him, whatever. Well, that's the other side. But we're trying to hit these things. And so we buy these cards yeah. trying to hit the rookie cards. You're buying a jersey of a player you might really like because you think he's going to go big. I had a Troy Glaus jersey, and he was a great player, but it's not worth right. anything. I was right. a big Darren Erstad guy, you know, and so I bought Darren Erstad, but I also happened to buy, be a Mike Trout guy. So I have 11 Mike Trout game-worn jerseys, and I've done well with those. Um, we're, we're all trying to hit that. Can, That's the thrill. Can you get, can you get the, right? the Terrell Suggs um, Bane <laughs> mask? Can you get the Terrell Suggs Bane mask? Is that Does anyone know where that is? I don't I know. That, that. I, I showed that to my four-year-old the other day. Terrell Suggs coming out of the tunnel. You're t- 2011, 
NFL <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year, T Sizzle. And he's got the mask on. And my four-year-old's like, Dad, what has he got on? Oh my yeah. God. Like, and that's the other thing that you know, and we'll get ready. I know we all gotta get ready to put a bow on it. It's like it's almost bedtime out in California for you. Um <laughs> but but no, seriously, I mean the NFT thing really has me thrown off on is it or isn't it worth it? You know, is it or isn't it of a value from a, yeah. as a collector? Because I love my comic books. Right now, I, I kid you not, and, and we didn't even get to it. To my left, I'm looking at a, in my opinion, I'd love to get it CGC'd, a mint Batman um Oh God, what do they call it? The Black Series. Batman the sure. Damned. Yeah. Never had I've never even cracked the spine on that thing yeah. to read it. Because here's a perfect example of something that when the artist actually did the book, there was two things in there that really set the DC world on fire, which was there's a crucified Batman. So everybody's yep. like, oh my God, you crucified Batman. Yeah, sacrilegious. How dare you? The bigger thing was Batman is completely butt naked, full frontal nudity inside of that book. Yeah. And that was the piece that slipped through. That book, when it was first came out, guys were getting them CGC'd at 10-0, but just buying it, never cracking yeah. the spine. Yeah. A ton of a ton of them going for a thousand and two thousand dollars a pop. Yeah. And I think about that as I look at it, and then down below that, I'm looking at Tales of Suspense, Iron Man and Captain America, issue number 81. Static yeah. Shock, who could, who they're talking about bringing finally into the DC, uh, regular DC. I've got the first five issues of that sitting there. To my right, I've got some you know, great books sitting here. I think about those, and then I think about this whole NFT thing, and it, it actually kind of, as a collector, I'm like, you know, I get you because you're a big Trout fan. Look, trust me, there's nobody I know that you would... Let's be honest. Would you make out with Mike Trout? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but, you know, so I hired an artist. I have a commissioned. Uh, I commissioned a piece of art by the most famous baseball artist today, a guy named Greg Kreindler, uh, who just on his Instagram today posted an, a work in progress of my Mike Trout piece, uh, and it's gorgeous. It's going to fit on my wall between my jerseys, and it's it's a great piece of art by an actual artist and. And I think about what I'm paying for that right. versus NFT. I, I, I'm a tangible guy. Look, I want to be able to right. hold yeah. it. Thank you. Thank see you. It, own it, you know, touch it, you know, share it with people. Right. Um, but it's what I've learned over the last 40 years of collecting is one, somebody will collect anything, right? Like there's somebody right. you go, I collect Totally. You know, I collect stickers. Some jerks put them on its back wall or whatever. That's right. his life. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, collecting lighters or people who collect pens from the hotels they've traveled. Right. There is something for everybody. And we all collect differently. Some of us are speculative. Some of us are set collectors. Some of us are completists. We want to build a comic oh, book. Some of us yes. prefer game worn. I mean, there are so many ways to collect something. And it can be digital. It can be uh, emotional. We talk about collecting memories. It can be tangible. It can be fungible or non-fungible. There's no right way to collect. 
Now, we can sit here and go, boy, we don't understand it. And in three years, it might all be gone. Or in three years, it might be the way to do everything because you can track each piece individually. There's a provenance to it. We just don't know. And it's such a youthful collection that we don't know. And and like all things that kind of like hit the ground fast is they're going to come in like a meteor, right? They're going to be big. They're going to be flashy. And then some uh, will hit the ground to become meteorites. And those are the ones that stay with us, right? Like with, they've grown in value, they're tangible to, to use that word, or they might just burn up in the sky. We never see them again. It'll be a life. Draw- It'll be like a life belt drawing, drawing, yeah. you know, life belt was big and he was flashy and now nobody yeah. wants his shit anywhere. I mean, and that's, that's just, happened. I mean, this is amazing brother. DC collects DC collects with an S at the end of it.com. The bourbon and the beer are catching up. I know. Hey, I feel like DCD collects with an S at the end of collects folks. Correct. Make sure you're checking them out. Make sure you're going on there. Make sure you're checking it out. I think Doug and I are going to have to figure out a way that, uh, maybe I'll buy into one of these boxes. We'd love to have you. Maybe we'll buy into one of these boxes. We'll see what we got to do to, to stream it on the show. And we'll, We'll Even do a beyond that, join our community. Just come on, come yeah. to our chats. We don't. You don't have to buy anything to be a part of our community. To sit there and talk to people, they follow you. You saw there's, you know, Derek. Yeah. You guys got a great crowd. Even Trevor. I mean, got a great crowd. Even Trevor. But you know, we built this community. We're our tagline. You know, we're cultivating collectors, creating community, right? And it's we're we're trying to grow people and we're trying to build this place where we can all do it together cultivating collectors creating community that's what we're trying to do that's awesome and, and it's it's such a i just love it because you know it's funny you know we'll get right as i keep saying we're going to put a bow on this but for those of you that don't know doug and i we could probably sit here for freaking hours on end from breakfast to the bar we could do this yeah from breakfast to the bar we could sit here and do this because this is what we enjoy I will tell you now that box we talked about earlier to bring it full circle. As much as I opened it and I went, meh. My 12-year-old who isn't into baseball, he'll sit and watch a football for like three minutes and then walk away from dad. Um, Sat there and looked at those cards and was interested. Who are these guys, dad? What do they matter? Why are they important? Why are they on here? And he even went back and, and looked some guys up. And I even handed him the box. I said, son, look look these guys up. See who yeah. they are. Because yeah. now he's a hockey and that kid. Has value. I mean, that is a non-tangible value yeah, that was added. I'm with your children. They, you know, they expanded on it in some way. So you might have spent X amount of dollars on that and felt like you got lesser amount than it was worth. Right. But you look back and, hey, I spent – this an extra amount of time with my family. Uh, you know, he, he went further above and beyond. There is value to that. And that is, that is a collection too, right? You look back now right. and think about, Hey, did that that my, me, I collect because my dad collected and we did it together. And I, I go back to that. I it's, it's my Zen moment where I'm doing this and I have these great memories. There is value to that. So maybe you spent 50 bucks on a box of cards in 1993 that today is worth nothing, but you spent an hour. I spent an hour with my dad opening those packs, talking sports, bonding. That is valuable. And that is a collection as well. It's a connection. 
and we do things because we connect to them. We connect, you and I connect over so many different topics and, and localities. There's a reason you and I gel so well together because our we have a are lucky we're on either our wives are lucky we're on opposite coasts. <laughs> Absolutely. But there's this commonality of language and, and like you found your tribe and that matters. So you had for a few moments, you had a commonality of time and interest with your son. And, and there right. is immense value to that. Brother, I always appreciate you coming on. It's always so much yeah. fun. And if you guys haven't figured it out, since Doug came on the first time, Doug and I will sit down after this is over with, and we'll figure out in three months <laughs> when yeah. Doug will come back and we'll talk more collectibles. Doug is the only truly Fox, Fox a little bit. I have talked to Fox in a while, but Doug is my true reoccurring guest. He keeps yeah. us grounded. He lets us know what's going on in the collecting world, what's important, what we need to be looking at. NFTs are a thing right now, so he's talking to us about NFTs. DCD collects with an S at the end of it.com. Make sure you're going and checking his stuff out. For those of you that jumped on our Twitch, thank you so much. I'm really trying to push this Twitch piece. Um, yeah. It's a, Well, you know what? We can talk about it afterwards, but that's for me, for what I do. Yeah, Twitch is Twitch is my NFT. Yeah, um, they have become uh, such a big piece. Hello, Melissa. Uh, they've become that has become such a big piece yeah. for my world. Um, increase in my Twitch following. Yeah, I don't I don't know Twitch. All of them look at me and go, "This old dude with this gray ass fucking skunked beard. What is he doing on Twitch?" Yeah, because I'm your daddy. I mean. I don't know enough about it. Yeah, Twitch makes so streaming easy. It, you know, and, and, and really so does. we, when we, when when we do our breaks, they they go through Twitch, they go through YouTube, and and we're gonna be working on creating our other own content type stuff. But you got to start somewhere, man, and you got to keep trying new things, and and it works. Fun. You know, hard work is rewarded, right? It absolutely is, and you know the deal, Doug. We're gonna get ready to close this thing up, and we yeah. and I forgot about this. Let's not forget how important this is collectionconnection.com we the collectionconnection.com the, that's where the th collection connection yeah, i have people contacting me they inherit collections they're looking for uh, advice or guidance on how to sell their collections where they where they'll get uh, the best response where you know people try to sell collections they've inherited locally they try they get screwed they contact me i am uh, you know fair i'm neutral i know I have all the connections to the auction house. Maybe I can put them next. in contact. Maybe that's Pardon? next for us. Though. Maybe that's next for us. Okay. We'll put it. We got three months. So what is, yep. what is it? January? So what is it? April? April timeframe will be our next one. Then in April, for those of you that are listening to this one, send me or send Doug something out of your collection that you want to <laughs> know about. And we will tell you nothing about it. We won't know anything about it. But we will be like, that shit's cool. And we'll go. We will completely make it up and give you the absolute wrong facts. Absolutely. It's like when people ask questions and say wrong answer only. That's what we'll do. We will give you some jacked up shit. Be like, that would be great as a cake topper. We'll just go through it that way. Brother man. As always, folks, if you're enjoying this, 
make sure you take a moment. Follow Doug on DCD Collects on Instagram. He's got a Facebook. Um, yeah. I don't know if he'll follow you back on uh, Facebook, personal Facebook, but you know what? You got to figure that shit out yourself. We'll give it a shot. Uh, our Instagram here is so as we've grown and, and for our LinkedIn audience, whoever logged in for LinkedIn, thank you so much. This is a new piece for us. Uh, I've worked on getting the LinkedIn piece up. We have a personal, just straight up LinkedIn face or LinkedIn Facebook LinkedIn page for the show. Um, so, and everything is the above the bar podcast, whether it be Facebook, whether it be LinkedIn, yeah. whether it be YouTube, whether it be Twitch, uh, our emails, the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. The only one that's different just because Twitter just doesn't love me as much as I think Twitter should, but I'm not buying a tweet for $2.9 million of no. an NFT just not happening. So our Twitter is at above the bar four because there were some other ones out there. So crazy. Isn't it silly? Uh, it just it was too long, they said. I've never had that happen to me before, but that time they said it was too long. Um, so please make sure you're following our stuff. If you're listening to this, make sure you go ahead and on your phones. If you're watching the live right now, make sure you go onto your phones or your de- podcast devices and you subscribe to this. This is the only way it gets growing. This is the only way yeah. our community grows. It's the only way Doug's community grows. Uh, Doug and I are going to talk. I want to. I think we should do it. Let's figure it out. If Trevor lets us, Trevor's the boss. We all know Trevor's the boss. I mean, that's why he's never on the camera. Doug that's is right. the face. Trevor is the boss. We know. Yeah, and if this is the face of our franchise, we're we're in sad, oh, sad God. shape of affairs, right? What are we talking about? Oh goodness. Well, you know the deal, Doug. The guest always gets the last word. So, what is the last word? You know, I I will just tell you that that this community that you have. And my community, it's been so much fun merging them together and getting to talk to you. This this concept of coast-to-coast collecting, which is something I think you and I could maybe branch out on and talk about, um, is wonderful. I I always co- enjoy coming in and talking to you. I love collecting. I love what it brings. I love what it can do for people. Uh, these communities that we've become part of through through this or our collections, they become sort of our family, our tribe, and, and we feel comfortable. And And through all this chaotic time of the world that's going on for, for whatever reasons, you know, finding a place where you can have, be at peace and talk a shared language and be together is immensely valuable. Uh, whether it's talking football, Ravens, Rams, or Orioles, or Angels, or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever gives you comfort and peace collecting family time, you know, just keep doing it and, and cultivate that. Alrighty folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an earplug podcast presentation found on earplugpodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.